On this week's Bet the Process podcast, we give the people what they want, or at least what they think they want, a lot of negative EV picks um, because it's Thanksgiving and we're feeling very thankful for you, our listeners, and you tolerating all the interruptions and Rufus's poor internet connection, which rears its ugly head just like it did when he was on a remote year. You know, we give you what you want and hopefully they all win. And hopefully we're all happy for Thanksgiving and we all are sitting around Saturday uh, ready for that uh, it, there's a there's a Easter egg here, which is there's a wonderful Saturday night parlay for you guys to bet in college football. And so with that, let's start the process. Bet, 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 bet the process. Bet, 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 bet the process. Welcome to the podcast. Bet the process. It's not that typical cookie cutter nonsense. If you came just for picks, you're in the wrong place. Find a talent with the narrative to make a strong case. Instead of blindly assuming a team must be tanking, we're looking for the edge of Massey Peabody rankings. Crunching all the numbers in a simulated system that break down the data analytically driven. Media coverage of sports gambling is pathetic. Welcome to another episode, the special Thanksgiving episode of the Bet the Process podcast, uh, where I bring in my esteemed counterpart. Although I think people think that you're now the main person on this show, which is which is nice to hear. That's, that's, um, first of, that's patently false, though. I don't know what patently means. Okay, have, I mean, have, can we can we one talk about what we're thankful for? Yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for honestly everything in my life. I'm I'm I have a lot to be thankful for. I'm I'm healthy. I'm happy. I'm living in the present moment. Um, I have a roof over my head. I have incredible people. Rufus, this is not this relationships in my life and. And I'm incredibly thankful for the incredible podcast partner I have. Oh, that's so nice. I'm my son, James. I was just about what he's thankful for at, at uh, dinner. And he was part of it is that he's thankful that Tater doesn't have the diarrhea anymore, which is our dog. And like the idea that she used to have diarrhea sometimes. So he's always thankful and he always calls it the diarrhea. So that's, it's pretty good. It's got like the Ukraine. This is like a slow counter for Thanksgiving to see how many listeners we can lose within the first three. So we probably lost one. We're down to six right now. So the counter is at six. Um, how are you feeling about uh, the NF? Uh, the, let, let's start with college. How are you feeling about college right now, given the sort of like carnage? I guess you guys kind of should do a I told you so because you and David obviously told me like Oregon's not going to make it. So they're out. And now the top four, interestingly enough, according to the playoffs are, you know, Georgia, Alabama, Cincinnati, and, um, and Ohio state. I think we feel pretty good about Ohio state and Georgia. And then essentially like it's basically between Alabama and Cincinnati in terms of who between the two of us is going to end up having to pay because I don't think Oklahoma or Oregon are resurfacing. Right. Right. I mean, Oregon could win the big 12 as a one loss team, but uh, they, what do they, I mean, who do they have left? Well, they're going to, they're going to have a big 12. There's a big 12 championship now, right? There is now. Yeah. Yeah. So they, but, still, I mean, they have a big, not- okay. If they beat Oklahoma state though, that's a, that's a big win. Um, and so they would then play, I don't even know who they would play. Is there anybody else in the big 12? That's any good sort of Baylor. Baylor? I guess so. Yeah. So that'd be a rematch. There's they a bunch of teams them. with like good records that aren't actually that amazing. So Oklahoma still has an outside. Oklahoma still has an outside chance to make it. I think uh, they well, right? they have more of a chance in Oregon. That's, that's a right. Oregon has zero chance. Yeah. So if you look at right now, what it's what it um, the odds. Georgia's minus one thirty three to Ohio win the title. State's plus three ten. To win the t- title, Bama's plus four ten, Cincinnati is plus nineteen hundred. So Cincinnati is the fourth favorite right now in terms of to win the title. And then who would you guess is after Cincinnati? Uh, Oklahoma State. No, Notre Dame. Plus Notre Dame. Ah, okay. And then after that, who would you guess? Oklahoma State. Nope, Michigan at plus thirty six hundred. Okay. And after that, who would you guess? Oklahoma State. Very good. You got it. Yay. No. And then Oklahoma. So, so there is some belief that Oklahoma could still make this thing. Um, 
It's reasonable. Yeah. Who would you who would you pick now as your top four? I mean, I guess so the top Georgia, three. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. I would still take yeah. those three. Um, pro- where so where's Oklahoma's ranking right now, according to the committee? And where's Oklahoma State's ranking? Is Oklahoma State number uh, five? Hold on. Let me yeah, I think so. Let me um let me pull up the college football. I mean, Cincinnati has the path of, I mean, they don't really have to do much themselves. I mean, they have to beat East Carolina and beat a one loss Houston team, but I mean, Houston really isn't that that good. Right. I mean, Cincinnati, do you think now Cincinnati has a reasonable path to get there? Um, I think they do. I mean, uh, if Oklahoma State, I think if Oklahoma oh, State beats hey, Oklahoma. Rufus, Michigan, Michigan is five. So, so if they beat, so whoever wins this week, right, then there's the Big 12 championship, Big 10 championship. Yeah, I think so if, if Ohio State loses to Michigan, they, I mean, they're out. Do you think if those teams split, meaning like Ohio State, because they'll play in the Big 10 championship? No, they're both in the Big 10 East. Oh, so so basically, Ohio State won't get the chance to play the championship game there, I believe, if they lose, right? Because yeah, Michigan will win the head-to-head right. tiebreaker. Um, they'll both have one. Well, Michigan will then leapfrog Cincinnati if Michigan beats Ohio State and wins out the Big Ten. They'll leapfrog Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, I think Michigan. But yeah. then Ohio State will be out of it anyway, so it doesn't matter. So really, I don't only think they can give it to a two-loss team that does not win. That doesn't even get to play for their conference championship. Right. So. Okay. This so then so then Notre Dame is next. Yeah. So Notre okay, Dame. So I actually, Jeff, last week I went over. I, I was I was looking at the game grades and and basically looking um at Cincinnati head to head against Notre Dame there and and Cincinnati's been like it's night and day how much better they they've been on a, like week to week basis than Notre Dame has like Notre Dame has managed some wins that I think are a little look a little bit better. The final score looks a little better than they actually were in terms of their game grade. So um, I, I personally don't see Notre Dame as being a factor here. Um, I don't know how they're going to get to leapfrog people. Um, what, who, I mean, with their schedule, right? I mean, they have the, they played it's, a very it's tough hard schedule. hard for me to obviously. believe that the committee would. What's that? No, I think it's hard. I mean, how, I mean, they're playing Stanford and who do they have next week? Is that, is this, is this it for them? Probably they don't play in a conference championship. Yeah. Yeah. Stanford. I mean, they've had, they played a tough schedule, but they just haven't been that impressive. Like I, I don't see a way right now that they can take Notre Dame over Cincinnati, no matter what, ha- as long as Cincinnati continues undefeated. Like, I mean, if no- they're, if they're head to head, I, and, I, and wait, you know what? I'm, I'm admitting defeat because I thought last week I was like, I, I, I thought that they might, but, but I really don't think so. Okay. So then our bet somewhat comes down to, so again, so if you were going to pick now the top four, you pick those three and then would you pick Cincinnati at this point? You know, it's, I, I, I'd have to run the Sims, but I think, although the Sims, like, I don't, I don't know how, like, I don't know how much they can actually tell me because I think seeing what the committee did last week gives us a little more of an indication. I, I'll put it this way. I think if Cincinnati wins out, they have to worry about getting leapfrogged by Oklahoma state more than anybody. I think if Oklahoma state wins out, they probably leapfrog right. Cincinnati if they, cause they have to beat Oklahoma and then win the conference championship game, which I guess would then be against Baylor probably. So, um, I don't, I don't, I think in that case, they, you know, Oklahoma state gets in over Cincinnati, but again, we'll have to see how Cincinnati does. I, I, I don't think, I think Oklahoma state's an underdog to win out though. So I think I, I would give Cincinnati the leg up for sure. Your, so your four now would be the top four that are there, which makes sense, right? Yeah. So I the mean, only makes way sense that there's that's any what telling real. I, I hope Cincinnati so gets in. I think that would be fantastic for football. So if, if chalk happens, right, which is essentially Ohio State winning, it's Georgia beating Alabama, right? right? And it's Cincinnati winning out. What's that? Rufus? I'm, I'm here. I'm here, Jeff. Rufus? Okay. If chalk – so our connections are both bad, so we're going to have to try our best 
not to interrupt each other more than normal. I know that's gonna be hard for us, but we're talking over each other a lot. Okay, so Georgia wins against Alabama, right? Which is the, the chalk at this point. Ohio State wins out, which is the chalk. Bama loses and Cincinnati wins out. Then you've got Georgia, Ohio State, Cincinnati as the top three, we're saying most likely. Who fills that fourth spot? Depends on how competitive the Alabama-Georgia game is, but I still think Alabama. So if it's a close game, if it's, again, chalk would probably mean that's like Georgia wins by three points or whatever the, the, the spread is, then, then you think Bama still goes. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, Bama, like Georgia is by far. And then do you think away. that Bama is at that point? I mean, Georgia is just a very good team right now. I mean, well, they're, they're the best team by – I mean, uh, they've solidified themselves certainly as, as – substantially better than Alabama after last week. And I mean, if you look at it right now, just in terms of team quality, you really have three teams that have distanced themselves a ton over everybody else. And that's in order, Georgia, Ohio state, and Alabama. And so, I mean, I think if the committee wants, I mean, the best teams and, and that's who they take. Um, And I think, yes, Alabama will have two losses. Yes. They will not have won a conference championship, but you look at who those two losses are to and how they've played their body of work. And it's, it's clearly, you know, better than. If, do you, when you do this stuff, do you do priors? I mean, priors are in this ranking, right? So like theoretically priors should not be involved in the college football playoff rankings. Right. Correct. And we actually use, like you um, shouldn't start. Well, Jeff, we, we use a no. So I have the, the no prior rating, which I actually, have used on the committee stuff as well as some sort of variables, more reputational variables for schools. Cause I think that's like teams that have, I mean, I think that, that may, that actually is what matters a little bit more than the prior, you know, uh, the reputation of the school a little bit. I mean, the money they'll bring in, but. Right. But it, but it, but it shouldn't, right. Like it that's, shouldn't. That's the reality. It, sh- it shouldn't. Right. Correct. But it does like a very sad state of, of life right like we love for things to be better in the world but they're not i mean jeff still have 50, 50. let's go ahead do you know who I, so i have georgia's the top team ohio state then alabama do you know who i have is the number four team in terms of like you know at best team just going forward if i was to, you know power rankings i don't uh, think you're gonna get it mississippi no, they're uh, where the hell are they? No, Mississippi is number 25. Um, you're I'm not gonna get it. Wisconsin, um, hmm. interesting, yeah. Okay, well, I think we've 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 kind of drawn that one into the ground. Um, what about uh, college football this week? Um, do you like any games going into this week? Should we give a quick little rundown for college football? Oh, we could do that. We could definitely do that. I like plenty of games per usual. Um, I Oh, wow. Listen to that. And mostly the reason I think we should give a lot of games this week is because your connection is so bad that people are going to have to suffer through it. So we might as well give them some minus EV picks. The thing is, they don't do you know. Have a, do you have any feeling? Jeff, they do you have don't any know if my connection is bad or your connection is bad. I think there's just a lag somehow. Uh, where you're you're hearing what I'm saying like 10 seconds later, but I think your connection is it is my connection that's bad. It's your connection is bad, but it's being recorded it's on bad. my computer, so it's painful. Okay, hopefully your connection. Okay, let's give some picks. Okay. Oh wait, one quick question, Rufus. Uh, any thoughts on Stetson Bennett versus JT Daniels? Or do you know who those two people are? I do know who they are. I would say, I mean, I'm not, I would say JT Daniels, but like, again, I don't think it necessarily matters that much for Georgia. I think they're really, really good with either of them. Got it. Okay. Uh, how about some minus CBB picks? Let's do it. Can we, uh, what did we pick last week? Didn't we have, uh, it was, was, it was Southern Miss, I believe. Is that right? Again? You did take Southern Miss. Very big Southern Miss. Like you're a big fan of 
the Southern Mississippi. What are they? The Eagles or something like that? I don't. What's their mascot? I, I believe. I believe they were um, the Brett Favre's. The Brett Favre's. The Brett Favre's. They uh, Golden Eagles. Golden Eagles. Golden Eagles. Golden Eagles. You know who else right. went to? You know. You know what other NFL quarterback went to Southern Miss? I do know, but I can't think of it right now. Who is it? Nick Mullins. Who? Mullins, former 49er, third stringer oh, turned, second stringer turned, yeah. sort of starter. You know, you know his first name? Nick. Mm, very good. Okay. okay. So I am not on Southern Miss this week, believe it or not. And in Southern Miss, I think last week they were a 16 point underdog and like one in a blowout um, without playing a quarterback. That was, uh, that was fantastic. Um, for me and any listeners who followed that, I, I think we, I gave out other picks that were not as fantastic probably, but um, I'm going to continue my fading of Utah state. And my biggest play this week is New Mexico plus 15 and a half plus 16. Let's see. What's the, what is done best have? It looks like 15 and a half and 15 most places right now. South point has a 16 at the time we're recording as does win. Got it. So it's just like Mexico, except it's newer, right? The newer version. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Improved. Got it. Next okay. game. Uh, the next one will be the University of Washington. Ooh. Plus one. And, and actually, let me check the line now. It still is plus one. They, does that concern you? Washington is like, that's a cheetah was on Washington last week. So, Let's or see. as we say, our bearded friend. My position, it looks like I have about half at plus two, actually plus two, plus, split plus two, plus one and a half and plus one. Um, I also like the over 43 and a half in that game. Well, that's a low total, huh? It is. It is a low total. And the weather is not supposed to be terrible there. Um, 48 miles an hour. Three or 48 degrees, three miles an hour wind. Um, let's see other strong plays. There's, there's, I have a fairly good number of plays this week. Temple, who, who our breeder friend says is a program in disarray. And to that, I say that's like who I love betting on. I always bet on programs in disarray. Yeah, you have a disarray index that you usually like put as a big factor in your model. It's a huge factor. The more chaos, the better. So mm -hmm. Temple right now looks like the line is plus 12 and a half. Um, you can actually get reduced juice on the plus 12 and a half. So mm -hmm. I like reduced juice because yeah. that makes, makes balsamic vinegar. There we go. Got it. Um, what else do we have? Nailed that one. You, you certainly did. I'm trying to give, I mean, since this is the last week of the regular season, I'm fine giving out basically anything that, uh, you know, teams that aren't going to be playing bowl games, especially. So. I love that you think anyone trusts you enough to reverse engineer your numbers based on what you give out. I mean, I've been betting. It's like I bet against Utah state almost every week this year. Mm -hmm. There's a few, there's certain teams I bet on pretty regularly and Other not necessarily every week, but the golden Eagles. Um, they, they were one of those teams. So. I'm going to take uh, USC is a Ooh. home underdog against BYU. They're getting seven points. That's Talk about, where, they must show up very high on the dis, on the disarray index. Yes, they do. They certainly are there as well. They, this line with priors, I'd make it BYU minus two without priors, BYU minus 4.8. Um, I'm pretty happy with getting the seven points there. Um, Continuing onward down my list. It's exciting. This is very exciting stuff here. So here's one that, that's gotten a little market resistance, I think. Um, Penn State. I, I bet them at plus one and a half and pick, and now it's plus two. So I guess... I no, guess it's minus two. Oh, Penn damn, State's never mind. Never mind, it didn't get market resistance after all. Hey, 
Um, hey, I, I do not like it at minus two. I wouldn't bet it at minus two. People respect you a little bit. Interesting. Here's um okay one. This is a this is a fascinating line to me. Um, Florida State and Florida. This line, and I was talking to our bearded friend about this. Um, I so I, I bet it. I bet Florida at minus two and a half. Well, actually, minus one and a half and minus two. But I make the line um, minus seven. Well, minus seven point eight. Um, the interesting thing is that, like, if you went, you know, six weeks ago, this line would have been, I, I would have made it minus 19.6 and, and Preston would have made it minus 21. So it's, it's kind of incredible how, how much that gap has closed in, in such a relatively short time. Yeah. He, he mentioned that on some chat I was on, I think we were talking about that and just, I mean, it's just, yeah, perceptions change a lot, but it's incredible that there's still value. Well, allegedly, allegedly value. Allegedly. And the last pick I will give mm-hmm. will be Colorado State. That uh, current line is plus four. Yeah. Colorado State is a home dog to Nevada. Um, yeah. I don't really you have much all that. stuff. I, I can't name any of the players in those teams. Um, Colorado State has a quarterback. Nevada has um, – as a bonus, I like the over there too. Well, that's fun. That's going to be like a late Saturday game. You're going to be like, you know, you're going to be like kind of hungover, drunk from the entire weekend of like turkey and tryptophan. You're going to want to bet Colorado State over money line parlay. That just sounds wonderful. That yeah, sounds I'm like gonna... stuff Saturday nights are made of. I probably should say a number I like it at, given the fact that, you know, um, it, it, it's moved up a little bit. I, since I bet it, but it's at 56 and a half. Now um, I make it just over North of 60. So wow. I still like it. it. Yeah. Nice. Um, question. Uh, how, how do you, uh, you know, the match is happening, right? Are you going to, are you going to at all partake in the match with any betting? Just for- talking about the, 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 the Joburg open with um, Dean Burmester and Dylan Fratelli leading the charge of, Talking about Brooks Kepka versus Bryson DeChambeau playing a 12 hole match at the win course. 12, only 12 holes, huh? Yeah. You know, they want to produce it for a two hour show. So they're making it 12 holes. Uh, Okay. It's at the win course, which is a a pretty short course to start with. I think it has, it has either five or six part threes on it. Anyways, I can't remember which it might have six part threes. Um, So it'll be interesting to see which holes they pick. Um, I almost went out on yesterday to go play summit with some of the people that are working on the match, but I decided not to. Um, and, uh, there was a chance I was going to be able to play with Brooks. And so that would have been, sorry, play with Bryson, which would have been interesting. Wow. When are you, um, when is the match? Is it, it's on Friday, Friday. Are you going to be in Vegas? What what would you, did I tell you what the line was? Would you, what would you make Bryson Brooks right now? Just off the top of your head in, in a, in a sort of like, don't don't over index on this. I'm just curious. In one one round of golf for 12 holes, on 12 a holes. Rain of knowing holes. that it's probably relatively short course, like minus just, 120 something probably. He's minus 148, and Brooks is plus 119 as the comeback. Okay, I mean it. Like, it's made for TV. I don't. I, I you know I know those guys don't like each other, but it, I feel like. I don't know. Is you it can only get five hundred? Uh, no, now. but is it a real, you know, a real, real match? I don't know either. So, what about the Joburg Open? Like as you were saying, like that's you take some Dean Burmeister at plus eight hundred, or some Dylan Fratelli at plus fifteen. So we're really going. I got, to I got Burmester at eleven to one, but so you're the one that drove it down to eight oh five, plus eight oh five. I mean, I don't know where it is, but may- maybe. I mean, I mean, I make it about eight. You don't know where Joburg Open is? Is it in Johannesburg? Well, it's actually outside of Johannesburg, I believe. I don't yeah. think you could play in jo- like it's 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 up in the mountains. You know, it's at al- it's at altitude, about five thousand feet, a little over that, which is going to make the ball travel approximately five percent further. Approximately five point seven percent, but approximately approximately five point seven percent further. So, yeah, it's it's okay. Uh, it's a bunch of, I mean. Th- there's a few good South Africans in the field. Um, I think the best non-South Ritip African Ritip is Ritip Kawamura, but Kawamura's playing? Kawamura. 
And he's not favored. He's not. He, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have he doesn't have home he doesn't have home country advantage going like he would at summit wait can i is this gonna be i i gotta just get myself some i said kawamura not morikawa just so you know oh asahiro kawamura sorry i thought you said morikawa but i i must have just heard you hear what one, you want to hear one name and thought another name there we go uh got it that makes more sense morikawa would be he would be probably favorite. a favorite, right? Like, there's literally two golf. I think there's one golfer, the only golfer in the entire field that I would say would be better than an average PGA Tour professional is Burmester. As of I didn't right this minute, know Burmester's and Burmester played well last week. So, I mean, you know, I, I probably I might not have said that about Burmester a few weeks ago. You know who probably is killing this tournament? Who knows these kind of golfers? Saramek. Yeah. Killing. He knows these golfers up and down. Um, okay, let's move to NFL. Talk about some macro NFL things. Uh, do you have NFL numbers at least in front of you? I'd be curious to see, like, yeah, I do. How, like this, this Patriots resurgence. Like, you know, we all, everyone kind of calls me a Patriots homer, and I've, some people have tweeted at me that like I'm like smart and rational about a lot of things, but the Patriots are not one of them. I mean, the Patriots fair, are pretty fair good. Criticism. Uh, the first part I don't necessarily agree with. I'm not rational or smart about much, but yes, definitely a Patriots homer for sure. But I do think like I very much try to um, overcorrect for my own biases in terms of like fandom. And I think at the beginning of the year watching Mac Jones, I thought he was going to be pretty good. And I did think a lot of the reason their offense was so poor from an efficiency standpoint was because they were being very conservative in play calling. Has their offensive has like when you look at them right now, I, I can pull up Massey Peabody, but where where do they rank in terms of Massey Peabody in offense? But well, overall, and then in offense, because I'm guessing like for you, because you said you corrected their defense, so they're number you, number six overall. Wow, um, not very high in terms of they're a league average offense. Are they? Are they? Where are they in terms of defense? Um, quite high. High to very high. Out of very high. Um, one, two, eight. I have them as number three in terms of defense. How is Seattle so high still for you? Uh, Russell Wilson. I mean, I like. But have you I think looked when, at his stats from like the last fifteen games or something like that? They're insanely bad. Well, right now, I mean, I don't know if his fingers fully like where it needs to be, given how he's looked. I mean, it, it's clear that he's not, you know, that guy. But, but, I mean, remember. Uh, Man, it feels like it was so long ago. I feel like it was like seven years ago when everybody thought Brady was done. Maybe not seven years ago, five years, four or five years ago. It was right at the, I think it might have been our first year recording the podcast where, you know, after the beginning of the, after maybe the first four games, he, he had played pretty poorly. But, you know, yeah, I thought Brady was done like right after he left the Patriots and when he threw those two pick sixes or whatever to New Orleans last year. Like, I, I, I kind of still think Brady's done. I mean, yeah, eventually you will be right. But I think that, um, I mean, having Russell Wilson Your rankings are fascinating, Rufus. Having, uh, having Russell Wilson is worth quite a lot, and I, I I think Seattle has a sneaky good defense. At least I have them rated that way. And uh, I'm looking at these numbers, and I don't even like I I don't like Tampa. If you guys have not been to Massey Peabody, you should go because these numbers are interesting. So you have Tampa. Let me make sure it's updated. It's better than average. What do you what, what is what does it say? Tampa is seven fifty plus plus seven point one five. I think I think that's so we're having some some transitional issues going from um Massey Pe- with Massey Peabody being part of unabated now. I have um Tampa plus seven point seven three. Okay. I want to, I want to make sure like, what if, do you, if you, you want, if you're lucky, you can always see the Massey Peabody ratings on unabated too. If you go into the NFL simulator and select Massey Peabody, that'll give you the rankings. Um, and that's, that's going to be updated earlier. Cause that's every week. Just FYI. I want to figure out how to do this on unabated. Hopefully it's easy. Oh wait, I have to this watch says 2021 for week 11. We need to yeah. sign up. I don't want to watch an ad or sign up. Oh, it says I can do community service and I can get access to the website. Oh, and my options are Red Cross. Okay, that's perfect. I got it. 
Um, okay, yeah, so great. I don't really want to sign up for your website. So now I need to ask you, who are your top five teams in Massey PBA power rankings then? Tampa Bay is in a tier of their own. They're three points better than the second best team, um, which is Buffalo. Tampa Bay, then Buffalo, Arizona, Rams, Baltimore, New England. Basically, there's only a half a point separating Buffalo, Arizona, Rams, Baltimore, New England. So that's kind of a tier. Then Kansas City is a half a point worse than New England, um, followed by San Francisco, Green Bay, Seattle, and Dallas. I guess that's the top 11. The KC thing is interesting because you with your philosophy on offense versus defense that you would think that Kansas City would be higher, but I guess their offense hasn't been particularly good this year is the reality, right? Um, I mean, I still think that they're, I have them as the second best offense in the league. They just have a very bad defense, but their defense like clearly played well last week. So um, it's not as bad as it was earlier. They've certainly it's improved. And I actually have, um, have, lean towards Kansas city a, a few times recently, which is kind of unusual. So yeah, I mean, I, right. Offense is certainly much more predictive. And when you have Patrick Mahomes, um, you're going to be a good football team generally, regardless. Yeah. I mean, think about a few weeks ago when people were saying, Oh, would you take Mahomes over Matthew Stafford? Would you take Mahomes?" You know, people were saying, you know, I forget who was, who was saying this, but uh, that he wasn't clear cut number one. Maybe it was you, Jeff. I don't remember. The Stafford. No, I was saying that that's Josh Allen. No, I was not saying Water. that. One of our guests, one of our guests was saying that. So I don't know which one it was. Let's not blaspheme any of them. So, okay. So that's, it's interesting. It's interesting how far the Patriots have come up now. The Why are the Patriots, the Patriots are seven point favorites this week against the Titans. Now that seems crazy to me. Yeah. It feels like, I mean, think about what that line would have been maybe a month ago. It would be a pick or maybe even Tennessee is a small road favorite. No, Tennessee would have been favored. Yeah. If, I mean, Derek Henry, if he were there and I know optically, I mean, I know it doesn't matter that much, but optically it certainly would have mattered if yeah. Derek Henry was. So if it were a month ago and Derek Henry was still there, I think Tennessee would have been a favorite for sure. Yeah, no, I, I, there was certainly a point in time where the, where the Titans would have been maybe even a field goal favorite. It feels like, it feels like. For sure. What when, do you make? New England started, New England started like two and four and they were, you know, and they had played a fairly easy schedule too. And everybody was like, Oh, their schedule is going to get tougher. They're going to, you know, they had e wins against bad teams, um, but they've done the Belichick thing and kept improving. Yeah. Um, I make, you, I make the line 5.1. Got it. But do you, I mean, this is like gotta be pretty sharp action moving it up to seven, right? This is not uh, like, I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I guess like this relatively early in the week. I don't know. I guess, I guess I just assume, I just hope maybe, cause that means if it's sharp action, it's going to win, right? Reverse line movement, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. All the stuff we've learned about over time. And Okay. Um, interesting. All right. So what, what teams right now, if you were, I mean, and obviously you have your rankings and you kind of go by those rankings. And so it's sort of like really boring to talk to you about this kind of stuff. Very. Back, what's that? Very boring. Very boring. Okay. Well, we won't talk about it then. We can talk about it. Who do you make? So you would make Tampa their overwhelming champion champ. Like they, they're at plus 565 to win the Super Bowl. So for you, that's probably a buy, right? No? Didn't we talk about this last week? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a buy. I'd have to I'd have to actually run the Sims, or you could run the Sims yourself with the Massey Peabody ratings on unabated. Um, I there, I mean, it's I'd have to look and see what their path actually looks like, but there's some good teams in the NFC. There are. And, and there's uncertainty. I mean, One that number, that number can change where they are now. I look, I almost get, I, right now they're they're I have them three points better than anybody else. I, I can almost guarantee you that they will be less than three points better than everybody else. You know, at the end of the season, fewer, 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 better than everybody else at the end of the fewer, season. Fewer, fewer, better. Um, okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this week's games. Is there anything you want to talk about macro level in the NFL? Oof. a lot of quarterback injuries you know that That's did i tell you that i'm 
have I told you that I'm 34 and 21 this year, giving out picks on the Tony Kornheiser show? You do not, but I, oh, I, who was I talking? I was talking to someone the other day that, that, uh, was like, who's that Jeff Ma guy on? He, you know, he's been doing great on the Kornheiser show. So. Yeah, he, they're, they're, uh, they always mention you obviously, which is cool. Cause they always mentioned about the process and they always mentioned Rufus Peabody and they mentioned your high school and all this kind of stuff. My so high school got cool. renamed though. I heard you told me this. Yeah. It's what's the new name? Alexandria city high school. What was wrong? Why did, did DC Williams get canceled or something? Um, you said DC Williams. I was like, wait, is Greg Williams back as a defensive coordinator? Um, no, it's uh, it was TC Williams, but TC Williams got canceled because he was a, he was a school superintendent, I think in the like forties, fifties, something like that. And he was a staunch segregationist. I was going to say he must've been a segregationist. I will say this. I had no idea who he was when I went to high school. I'd never even thought about it. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to turn into political conversation no. before Thanksgiving. Okay, so um, we could talk about COVID. Is that is that a lighter subject to talk about right now? Are you getting a booster? Um, yeah, I will at some point. I, I didn't get my second COVID vaccine till June. So I, I, are you supposed to wait six months or I don't know? I mean, because I know a lot of people got it earlier than me. Yeah, because you had had COVID, you knew. Well, I have Johnson and Johnson, so I, I need to get a booster relatively soon. Although I like am not when you go to get the booster, why are you getting it? Are you getting it just because like it's signaling or it's like, wh- why are you getting that? Because I would assume that you don't worry about getting COVID because you already had it. I could get and it again, but but you're right. I'm not I'm not I'm not especially concerned. I'm I do the things I'm supposed to do. Like, you know, if I have to wear a mask indoors or on like the, the subway in New York city, I, I do that, but. Right. But is this just like performative or do you really believe you're doing something? I honestly haven't thought about it a lot lately. So you're just being a lemming and you're following. Kind of, kind of. I've been I'm, like, yeah, this whole Chris I, 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 I have COVID fatigue. This whole Chris list thing, like following him in the hill that he's dying on is insane. It's just, I just don't pay attention to it, Jeff. I'm sorry. <laughs> How can you not do you follow him on Twitter? I follow him on Twitter, but uh, I, I have not. I haven't been keeping up with his tweets. I know how that he's not. How can you just cast a blind eye to that? Like, it's like, it's hard for me not to like, look and read what he's writing, what he's hearing. It would be interesting that like, what I was thinking that we should have on the podcast, we should have like Liss and Hermsmeyer on. Because they're both like, so they're so like uh, uh, polarizing right now on Twitter. I'll tell I you if, if I had if I talked to Liz and, and and Josh, I mean, it would be like I, I mean, I think that I don't know. I I don't like when we just essentially try to villainize someone or or I mean, I think the I like trying I, to understand. Not, so why, I'm not like I like trying to understand why someone else thinks what they do, even if it's something that I fundamentally disagree with. That and so and I think that's something that unfortunately is a society right now we are not doing um things well, are then so- why don't we we could have them both on like and and they're very different in terms of like, like the way they're approaching i don't want to put them in the same bucket because herms meyer's take is on on more on crypto and nfts than in and, and he's actually like a, probably politically very different than 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 list but i don't want to put words in either of their mouths um we could have them both on during a dead sports week and like and like really like have two polarizing controversial figures coming on telling their their viewpoint that's contrarian to most of the people that we would probably have on the podcast. We, we, we also, so then we need someone, I mean, because they, their viewpoints are on different subjects. We need someone that's like sort of directly opposite on each of the- interviews. I mean, if we had Seth Byrne on with Chris List and just like got out of the way and let them go, that would be fascinating. That might, well, I don't know if Seth, I mean, is Seth allowed back? I mean, is he gonna allow himself back on our show or- To debate Chris List, maybe. Although he might not deign himself to do that. He might say it's a net positive being able he to debate. Never like say or he could say it's a net negative because then he's associated with Chris. I don't know. Okay. So who is the foil for Chris list to argue with? I don't know. Um, I mean, there's gotta be someone we know plenty of really people that are super liberal. <laughs> Rufus Peabody. The thing is, I don't think, by the way, I don't think Chris is super conservative either. 
the the point I of view is fairly moderate, but I think that I don't know. I, I don't like thinking of things as I mean, it's become yes. If you're conserv like conservatives are, you know, don't think COVID's as big a deal, but it isn't inherently a political issue. And I think I do think I I, I think no, Chris it's is not someone, a political it's not a political hold issue. On. I think no. I think Chris is someone who thinks for himself and is not taking you know I don't think he's like on the right wing side of every issue. I think he's very much, it's a mixed bag depending on the particular issue, so. Okay, um, gotcha. All right, should we stop talking about this or should we, should we, should we say like, it'd be great to get a little like buy-in from people on Twitter on like what kind of guests they would like us to have on in the near future. We're gonna, I think next week we're gonna have our friend Ted Knutson on to talk a little bit about um, stats bomb and their foray and entry into uh american sports oh i'm ready for that i've i've, that, that'll I've be been waiting for that that'll be very fun we'll do that and then and then maybe we'll get some of these controversial figures on that we can talk about talk to and, and get their point of view and not just wax philosophical on it jeff are we going to be doing a nfl playoff calcutta we can do you want to do that that i mean that's like the second week in january when we would do that so we got plenty of time to do that i have so much ptsd from this year's calcutta it's like i seriously for next year i'm i'm like i don't know if i can even be the one to do it just because i'm just going to be so gun shy given given how given the the beating i took it was a beating it was a beating i feel like you know well, mostly the I mean, i'm gonna be playing not to lose i'm gonna be like you know like all those great football coaches that play the you know prevent offense Andy's I mean, do you think we'll have one for every major again? I would hope so. Well, part of me hopes so because I free, I love I loved the Calcutta's. I thought they were so much fun. But now, but now I feel like I'm all gun shy because. Yeah. Well, I also feel like there's only one way to go for me, which is down. So I feel like I might pull a Costanza and leave the sh leave on top. You got to go out on top. It's yeah. like Jeff. I, I pulled out like because somehow my um my scraping for live scraping for the NFL thing wasn't working this season. And, and I kind of just didn't bet NFL second halves for a while. And then I was like, one day I was like, you know what, I'll pull up this old model in Excel where I have to manually put in inputs. And it was like called NFL second half model V 2014 V1 or something like that. Um, maybe V2 2004, but it's literally a model from 2014. And I've been betting it for the last five weeks and it's returning 75%. That's a pretty good rate. Yeah. Yeah. How come I never get texts from you on games anymore in the NFL? That would be really fun. I mean, you want to hear what my model from 2014 says? Like, uh, I'll say this. I, I wouldn't be betting it if it wasn't getting, like, getting some closing line value. But I, I, I don't have a lot of co enough confidence in it to, like, bet a lot on it. To bet more than just openers. But still, it's like, you know, I, I should just go out on top right with that, huh? Yeah, is I mean, maybe. college football second halves. I started off real well, and I've just been kind of like steadily like losing a little bit since then. And you know, it's still up like four to five percent on on college football second halves on the on the on the season. But like we were we were crushing the first few weeks. Yeah, how are your second halves doing? Um, I think they've been all right. Yeah, I mean, we've we've kind of had a very even football season generally. We're probably up a little bit. Um, but it's hard cause I bet some of your stuff and I bet Preston stuff. So it's hard for me to separate out and I don't run like exactly what our stuff was versus your stuff. So you don't log, you don't have a log where you can break I'm it all not, down. And everything. Yeah. I'm not like, I mean, what's funny though, in this, you know, you have some, you don't use Excel and like, you just admitted you used Excel, by the way, I, I needed to call that out. Yeah. Excel um, interface. <laughs> I mean, I use Excel. Google sheets all the time. You know, my company, you know, my company makes Excel, right? Excel, Google sheets. Well, I use Google make, Sheets personally. I mean, Google. not Excel, Google Sheets. But. I think Google makes Google Sheets. But yeah, not, sorry. I'll have to look that up. I'll Google that. Um, okay, so let's go quickly, and we'll we'll leave these guys early. We'll do a quick one today because I know you got a party to go to, and your connection's been bad, and we've kind of been meandering and rambling, just giving a lot of picks today. Yeah. I'm going to give you my yeah. five Kornheiser picks, and then you can comment on them. And this they will probably do terribly this week because this is the first week that I've announced them on bet the process. Um, but I would love to hear you critique those picks and then um, we can see what your lines were. So I like Miami who are now two and a half. I like Miami plus the two and a half against Carolina. 
what do you make that line? And remember, Carolina has an old quarterback, so you probably like Carolina. Um, I guess it still is two and a half at some books. I make it my Miami minus 0.5. So, so you, you lean me my way. I do lean your way. Nice. I have a bet on it. Maybe, maybe I should. Maybe I should uh, see if any good money lines out there. I think the best I can see is plus 116, the pinnacle. And it looks like plus two and a half is at a few shops. Yeah. Okay. I lean, um, I lean your way for sure. I like the Chargers. I got them at two and a half against the Broncos, but that's at three now. What do you make that? I took Denver plus three minus 120. Okay. So we we're oppo on that. We are. I like the Niners minus the three against the Vikings. And I did pull a, you like that line off on, uh, on Kornheiser today that he, or yesterday that he really appreciated. I, I played, I played the Niners. I played a lot of NFL this week. Not, not big, but, but, but a lot of games. Um, I took Niners minus two and a half minus one ten. Okay. So, so I'm with you there. I make it minus 5.3. That's my price. I take I like the I took the Rams at plus one over the Packers. I make it Rams minus a half. So I I mean basically no like I, I lean your way. Not not a I mean what's it now? Yeah, pick minus one. Yeah. And then I took Atlanta. Well, no, well, well now it looks like the Rams are minus one. So I mean I'm I'm basically right on the market. I mean difference between plus one and minus one is nothing. It's approximately. It, it's uh it's very two. little. It's two. No, it's actually one. Well, plus one and minus eh, one eh, eh. in college football, it's one going from plus one to minus one is a one point jump, not a two point jump, but right. But the difference you said, the difference between plus one and minus one. And I said, that's two. Okay. <laughs> that's just what we call in the business maths. Yeah. Uh, and then I took Atlanta minus the one against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's now minus one, minus 126. So that's going to start popping to two. Oh, there's, I mean, in Vegas, it's like two and two and a half. Like Circa has two and a half minus 115. So, yeah. you know, Jeff, you're, you're moving markets here. Uh, what did you have? What do you have that? Uh, Atlanta minus 0. 0.7. So no okay. play there. And then I, I'm guessing, so those are my five picks for Cornerizer. And I'm guessing that you like the Seahawks this week at plus the one. Um, I did take the Seahawks at plus the one, one and a half and plus the one. Yeah. I like, I like, I kind of like the Seahawks there also. Our numbers didn't have that, but like, this is like the, the, the hate going pretty far on Russell Wilson. And like, you're, this is when like you start seeing those articles and I kind of quoted them about like what his last 15 weeks look like and why is he still a top fantasy quarterback and yada, yada. So um, it feels like a big overreaction to me. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think a little bit of an overreaction to the Washington football team's recent performance, right? Yeah, and if home field advantage is dead, home field advantage has always been dead for Washington, just as a Washington fan. But yeah, I mean, my model doesn't say it's dead for them, but still, um, it's. I mean, do we do we make that this like ongoing this year? Like, there's still very like home field just keeps diminishing every year, right? And is this just another? It, like, it, it hasn't diminished every year. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of gradual, there has been gradual diminishment over the last decades, but it, it just stopped exist. It was, you know, fairly normal before 2019, 2019, it just, it was zero. Like there was no home to the advantage in 2019. And then during the pandemic, it was, you know, like 0.15 points. And I, it was non-existent through, I think the first five weeks of the season, when I checked, I, I'd have to, I'd have to look again and see what it is now, but yeah, I, I don't, you know, I, the market still believes it exists. I still believe it exists. I don't know how strong, but my prior is it's, I mean, I use, I'm using 70% of what I normally would. Right. Got it. Anything else you want to talk about in the NFL? Any other games I like? Well, I'll give you, you know, I'll tell you what I like. We're going to give out a lot of picks. I took, Oh, and this is, um, I took Pittsburgh plus four. Ugh, that's ugly. But yeah, it is ugly. It is ugly. I don't like it, but it, it's ugly. Um, I took, I grabbed the, the Jets plus three minus 115. I like that. 
I, I like that a lot. Yeah. I think I might have bet that also. Uh, a, ro- a rogue bet. Let me double check that. And in the the last one that's interesting, I think, is the Chicago Detroit game because with if Tim Boyle starts, I mean, I people are like, well, how much of a downgrade can he be from Jared Goff? But, um, but I had him as like a four or five point downgrade, and that's um, a lot when you're such a bad team. So. Chicago also has all these injuries though. I mean, they lost Khalil Mack for the season. Um, Akeem Hicks is out. Right. I mean, I mean, they have, especially like they're, they're very banged up on defense. I don't think there's a downgrade going Justin Fields to Andy Dalton. Um, but just the team-based ratings, if it's, if it's Boyle going, I think Chicago should be like a seven point, like eight, seven or eight point favorite. If, you know, if, if golf goes, it's a different story, but um so, so I took a little bit of Chicago minus three. All right. Lots of, lots and lots of picks. Um, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll, we'll have a, a guest on next week. Cause I'm sure you guys are tired of Rufus and I. Oh, and Jeff, because I'm feeling in a gambling mood and, and I'm thankful for you. I, I bet your team during our podcast at plus seven minus one Oh five. Minus seven or plus, plus seven. seven or no, I bet against your team. Never mind. I bet against your team. It makes sense, Rufus. I was yeah. like, you know, I was like, this guy, he's been so good on Tony Kornheiser, and he says the line's too high. So seven seems too high. And that and that's coming from me. Like when I, I was kind of shocked that the line was five and a half. I thought it was gonna be more like three. So yeah, I'm with you. I will say this. You know, when you say that there's how you mentioned it must be a sharp move or something. I mean, I can bet something like and it'll move, it'll auto move 10 or 11 cents. And the other side, I mean, and, and there's other people that can do that, obviously, that are moving lines um, if your account's profiled as such. And so you do that, you move the market, and it can be an overreaction. You know what I mean? Like, like let's say I bet something at plus seven, minus 110, and I think the true price should be, you know, let, let's say after regressing to the market, you know, maybe I have a 2% edge on it or something like that. Well, you know, suddenly then the market's going to minus plus seven, minus 121. And you, you know, and you're coming back on the other side and getting minus seven, like plus one ten. So I mean, I, I think part of it's like you get these momentum moves, and and I think in general there's a time like some games do over move, and if you can get buy things at the sort of the valley, um, that's good. But I feel like that, and I don't want, I don't want to sound like spanky here. I feel like it does take a little bit of experience and feel and having watched the screens move and all that, but. You sound like Spanky, so I know. Mission, mission unaccomplished. All right. Uh, made it to what? Almost the hour point without mentioning Spanky. Uh, we did mention Preston, so if you have that on your bingo card. Uh, we did mention Ted Knutson, Seth Byrne. We should have to bet Josh, we, we mentioned Chris List. We have J- Josh Hermsmeyer. Yeah. This, this is a recap. Like Also in this episode are blah, blah. <laughs> um, anyways, all right. Uh, oh, you, you mentioned Sarah Mac. Sarah Mac. Right, not his first name though. No, um, that's his well, last name. No, that's not even his last name. I know, I'm joking. I know. So, having Thanksgiving, analytically driven media coverage of sports gambling is pathetic. The bottom line is watered down. It seems like they don't get it. Puppeteers are but the engines running off a of leaded.